Welcome back to Down the Slope. I'm Ewan and I'm joined by what's going to be a temporarily
and played down the middle, and he's not been able to hold the ball up at all. Like, mm. I think we all referenced it, especially Ibrox when he came on. Just nothing stuck, and I know that's not necessarily the game to judge a young striker on, but just you know, just didn't look ready at all. Um, really came out of the blue this move, though. I eh? don't think any has seen this move this move come in, and I don't think any has had them on a list potentially players that were likely to move on. Greg, is it is he one that you're a bit conflicted on? Or? Uh, I mean, with, with the full squad, I bet a manager gets more out of them. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I think he's a. I think he's all right. You know, like he was young when he came over. There's a lot of pressure <clears> on him because of the money we paid for him. I just, if I'm honest, I don't think he's a through the middle striker. I think he's more of a, a wide striker. Um, but look, he might. He'll hopefully come back a better player. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. I would have rather he went at the ch- championship in Scotland to get minutes and in, in, in game time. But look, it's a different. Sort of adventure for them, it's a different league. So, you know, if we were to take the bias of being Hibs fans out of there, out of this, would that be almost a step up going to the team that's sitting sixth in Holland from where Hibs are right now? I don't really think that the Dutch league's that great. I think it's a bit like our league, where Mm. a couple big teams over there, you've you've probably got got a few more teams that can win the league, but I don't think it's a huge difference. I don't really know what the style of play, what, what the league physicality is like. It's you know, it's boy wide rather he stayed in Scotland. Yeah. Maybe went to the championship for that physicality. Um but listen, good luck to him. I've I've got no ill feelings towards him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good good luck to him and, and hopefully he comes back a better player. Well that's it. If he goes over there shoots the light out, you're either gonna get a good fee for him and you're gonna make profit. Or he's going to come back a better player. So it does feel like a pretty good situation that Hibs have found themselves in with this one. One that's definitely got more people criticising the club, uh, probably. However, again, still some split opinion on it was announced on Friday. Noah and Ken are going on loan to Ross County. Harry, um, what, what do you make of that one? It's, it's just. If you've not got another defensive mid lined up, then it's just really stupid to me. Um, because I don't think Noah and Kenna is going to be near the top of the wage bill. Um, and as as well, he's a young player that we want to have as part of our future moving forward, supposedly. And the manager for the past month and a half's been saying that the squad's not good enough. We need to get rid of the terrible players. If I'm the likes of Melkerson and Kenna, I'm not coming back to Hibs to play under Lee Johnson. He's told national press I'm not good enough and got rid of me the next month. Like, I appreciate they're young, but at the start of the season, no one kind of looked a good player. And then, unbeknownst to us, they got taken out of the team and he's looked a shell of himself ever since. Lee Johnson doesn't have people skills and he's damaged confidence for multiple players. And Kenna's been the, the one, in my opinion, that's collapsed the hardest because of it. I just think it's, it's for me, stupid because now we, we don't have a defensive midfielder. Joe Neal can't play there. Jake Doyle Hayes can't play there. Ryan Porches cannot play there despite that Garden Gnome's persistence of putting him there. So we currently don't have a defensive midfielder. If we've not got one coming in, which supposedly through the grapevine we've heard isn't a high demand, it's fucking stupid. I am. Um, I think, well, maybe, Greg, I know your opinions on this. And Ryan, we spoke about obviously uh, going to the game on Saturday. So I'll maybe try and give a slightly different view. If Hibs sign a midfielder now, between now and the end of the window, I think it makes more sense. And had we brought in a midfielder and then maybe two days to go in the window, we loan Kenna out, we're probably all saying it's good that he's going to get first-team experience in the league that we're in. You know, if, if his minutes are going to be limited here, especially maybe if, again, Jake Doyle, he's a couple of rumours, sort of Bristol Rovers kicking about there today, but if he's staying put, um, we would all sort of assume he'd be off. And if we were to bring someone else in, then all of a sudden the Kenna deal potentially looks a bit more sensical. Um, but for me, still, I don't even know if that's a word, by the way. I think is is that know. sensical as opposed to Aye. nonsensical? Nonsensical, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's pretty good. Did you mean to say sensible? Aye, I, so. <laughs> um, I still think it's a bit of a strange one, especially when you see how uncomfortable Poachers was in the first yeah. 20 minutes of the weekend. But, you know, I can share the listeners your thoughts then, Greg, just you come right in on the back. I think um, I think Harry's covered it pretty well there. Um, 
one of the things that kind of sticks out to me is the team lineup on uh, Saturday there. Ryan Porras has been shoehorned into that defensive midfield position and then we're forced to play Will Fish because we don't have any other fit centre-halves. Um, we know he's not good enough. He's not Hibs level. So, Kenner's still around the club at that time. You Like, if we hadn't loaned him out, Ryan Porras plays in his natural position and Kenner slots into the defensive mid. Natural position for both. Um, going off the point that you said, if we'd brought somebody else in closer to the end of the window and then loaned him out for games, I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. So... Yeah, at this point in time, I'm not particularly over the moon with it. I think he's still a useful player for us. He's played about 75% of the game, so he was obviously deemed good enough at one point. Yeah. What's what's changed? I think it's probably the manager's thought process and how he's alienating certain people. Yeah, you know, it felt like for a large chunk of the season when Kenna played Hibs 1, regardless of maybe what you thought of his own individual performance, you know, I had a lot of crit- critics in terms of on the ball and that, but where, where do you land on this one? I think I'm probably not the biggest advocate of looking at stats, but if you look at his stats, you can see the difference he makes defensively the team. Um, I think we can, we can see less goals with him in the team, um, which is a real issue at the moment, but, you know, Lee Johnson is infinite wisdom has decided to, to send him out alone. Um, it's a strange one for me. I, I really don't understand it. I'd much rather develop the player at the club by giving him games when he is needed um, rather than sending him up to Ross County where yeah, I, I don't really know what system they play, but I would much rather develop the player at the football club, especially when we're struggling defensively. He, he may be a bit limited going forward, but that that's ultimately not his role. You know, His role is to be a sitting midfield player. So, yeah, yeah I, I just, you know, Lee Johnson makes a lot of decisions that I don't really understand. <laughs> um, going out before games, um, sending players out on loan that, that could definitely make a difference to the squad. So, but yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, like, I mean, you see it on Saturday, you know, when he put, put players in the right positions, but we scored a goal. It's really simple this game of football. Um, but yeah. he, he continues to persist with playing players out of position. But I don't know, he, he's definitely not not suitable for this football club anyway. Um, I've yeah. said that on multiple occasions. Right. Uh, the final two that have moved on, and these have moved on permanently, two younger players. Um, Jack Bryden initially obviously came back from uh, Edinburgh City and very quickly went out the door. And then Kevin Dubrovsky has moved on as well. Is, is Kevin not on loan? Well, out of contract end. Aye, season. yeah, and Hibs have said that it's uh, yeah. that he's done. Um, so no real shock there for me. Um, on either of them, the the Bryden one maybe a little bit more. Dabrowski's been fit, I assume, since the World Cup. He played against Rave Rovers and hasn't been in a squad since. So, um, maybe a little bit disappointing to see uh, Dabrowski move on, but ultimately, right decision would we all say. I'd have him over Schofield, so not. Well, if he's out of contract at the end of the season, um, you've got Murray Johnson coming back, and so I'm not too upset about that. I'm not too concerned. Aye. Yeah, can we just send Schofield back to the road, please? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's genuinely a waste of age, to be honest. Just put Murray Johnson on the bench. Well, exactly. Like he's out free up by, by... No. Is he not? Is he back now? He was at Airdrie, wasn't he? Only for a brief thing. I think it was an emergency loan. So he's back. So so for me, why not not send Schofield back to Huddersfield? I think that might be... You could bring in a player of a position that you actually do need. I think there might be factors in the sense of... um, when they're playing... I I know you should be planning your entire season around one game, but this Dortmund game... Would Murray Johnson be available for sitting on the bench for the first team? You know, if the if the youth team are travelling to Germany and stuff, and then who but they're we... not. It's a one-legged. Is that a one-legged game? Is it right? Yeah. Doesn't really. I, I mean, I'm. I'd be entirely comfortable with having him on the bench at the end of the day. Like, I don't. He's he's in and around. It's been him over Dubrovsky that's been part of the match day squad anyway. Yeah. 
yeah. ultimately. So seems a bit of a strange one. Um, right, let's get moving on to listener questions uh, in this sort of new format that we're doing it. We've got. I'll try and keep them grouped together as possible. Um, but we're going to start off with a light-hearted one after just moaning about the transfers. Ben Lister, what's a reasonable length of time to sit and have a shite, and what p- paraphernalia and digests do you guys take to pass the time? Uh, Ryan, I'm going to come to you for this one, seeing as you sent us something rather interesting in the chat about an hour ago. Um, so I would say the average person probably in my uh, profession takes about 15 to 20 minutes. I personally get numb legs after that amount of time. So I'm a 10 minute, 10 minute pooper. <laughs> Telephone, always. If I forget my phone, if it's on charge, I just grab a shampoo bottle. Eh? I'll be rid of that. <laughs> Mate, I'm a, oh. I'm, I reckon five to 10 minutes, if dependent, but... Uh, Depending on how many beers have been, if it's a Sunday and there's been a fuckload of beers the night before, then it, you know it could be a different a while. Um, TikTok, TikTok's what TikTok is what you're after. That TikTok is designed for taking a shit. Like Harry's face is like, Harry, did he tell me you're one of these in day or shite and straight back out in two minutes? Right. Harry goes into the Financial Times. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, no! I go and do my business, and my business takes as long as it takes. I'll sit on my phone, but I'm, I, I don't I don't go in and sit, be like, all right, I'm going to sit in here for 20 minutes, you weirdos. Can't I mean, sometimes it's the only piece you're going to get a day. So you think, right, this is 20 minutes to myself. No engine, no morning, no fuck all. Just get on with it. Peace and quiet. Jesus. Greg, I certainly don't put a time limit on it. <laughs> there's not a time limit on it, for sure. Aye. But there's a minimum. I <laughs> know, uh, but sometimes you just want to Get in it. Go <laughs> I don't have a specific time. What, thanks for the, the question. What, what passes the time though, Greg? TikTok? Yeah, uh, Twitter. Twitter, Insta, <laughs> TikTok. So there's a whole lot of school for them all, to be honest. <laughs> what's the rotation? What's, the, what's everyone's rotation social media wise? Is it Twitter, Instagram, TikTok? Does, does Facebook get a scroll in there? Nah, it's Twitter, 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 mate. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we'll put a Facebook if... If uh, you're uh, really desperate. <laughs> I, I don't really use Facebook, to be honest. So usually it's just like TikTok, Insta. Yeah, or I'll look at folk stories on Snapchat. And oh, then yeah. I'll go... Uh, I'll just sort of rotate. I, I've still got Snapchat on my phone. And I think, Greg, you're, you're every couple of days picture at the gym. And maybe yeah. a Sunday morning what. I yeah, think the only Snapchats I get. <laughs> like, didn't use it at all. Yeah. But uh, I actually don't even know why I still use it. It's all the shit. Still have a, but, still have a little yeah. nosy. It's grim when you know you've been on social media too long when you don't go on Instagram and there's no stories left. You've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get your weekly screen report the next week. You're like, screen time was up eight percent this week. Ah, oh, fucking sad bastard but yeah. <laughs> right next up is uh, two tweeter uh, from Aiden this is more around the youth side of things so why are we allergic to trying youth Bryden Bradley going isn't great but not done much so fair enough but we decided to play Fish and Josh Campbell at right back instead of a fit Megwa or even Miller development team highly yet no signing anyone in the first team surely better than some of our 11 now we're going to the derby with no idea who to play right back. Josh Campbell would get rinsed, and we've got uh, and we've already tried to fit square pegs into circle holes with fish. Other than Doig, Porches, and Campbell at a push, not many success stories from our academy. So why would any youngster come to us? That's... Anyone want to take that first? That's, um, that's that's what you call a good point, well made. Um, uh, as I've always said, I'm, I'm, I think you should always be conscious when leading players into a team, especially when they're as young as some of the players that we're floating around are. But um, I think there is calculated risks to be had that Hibs don't seem to want to take. Um, I've got very, um, very, very little faith in the man that's currently making those decisions. Um, so I doubt that we'll see anybody um, at the current moment get bled in. Um, yeah, yeah. The the selection of the weekend was embarrassing. Um, anybody that makes it, shoot, yeah. Um, so for me, I think we should be giving some of the guys a chance, but just like maybe off the bench, just to see if they can keep at it. But even the thing is, like Bradley, who left, for example, I know it was just one game, but he came on one time and he actually looked pretty decent. Then we never seen him again. Like I never understood that because he could have got like similar opportunities moving forward from there, but it just never happened. I th- I think that 
I don't think we should have six players that some people want to have in the first team. But I think giving a like eighteen year old striker fifteen minutes at the end isn't going to do him any harm. Ah, uh, see, for yeah. me, I was I was surprised with the right back situation at the weekend, especially after the first half. I thought. I actually thought Lewis Miller was coming on at halftime. He was pretty much stripped and ready to go in terms of like the rest of them had the full shebang on still like trackies and snoods and everything, whereas he was doing the literally you know, just had to take the top off and was ready to come on. I half expect him to come on and then even just potentially get minutes with a view to maybe playing this weekend. Um there's not been much said about Cadden, just I know talking more about the right back instead of the youth thing there. I think on the thing Hibbs released and previewing the Dundee United game said that Cadden was going to get a late test, so I'm hopeful that he's fit for this weekend, but um, Greg, would Megwa or Miller come straight in for you at right back this weekend? Um, who knows? I think uh, I could play well on Miller, to be honest, I don't think I'd have a game for Megwa to come in, but like I've I've watched Megma Megwa a few times and, and he's physical enough. You know, he's a, he's well built, he's strong. So I just don't understand why Lee Johnson, the man who's not tall enough to ride any roller coasters, is putting a midfielder at right back. It's it's really beyond me to be honest. I, I don't understand because you've got boys there that can play right back. Um they would surely do a better job than a play out of position there. I'd rather play a natural right back. Than a midfielder at right back, but obviously he wouldn't. And then as soon as it changed, we scored a goal, and then you're thinking, right, well, what? Why was that not like that for the start of the game? You know, I just look, look at Josh Campbell last week when he moved up to right back as well. But that's it. He got caught exactly. He got caught. Uh, he got caught for a goal, then yeah. gets moved out of the position and gets a goal. an assist, and it's the same yeah, as that. Does the same this week, so I, you know I, I don't. I mean, unless he's seen something totally different to what I'm seeing, but your eyes don't like you. You can clearly see what's happening. It's a really weird one as well because for me, a few things on Saturday that you've seen, what just was lost for the first until we changed formation in the midfield. He was really poor um, in the first half, yeah. and then Josh Campbell wasn't great either. If, if someone was to ask me who would be more comfortable at right-back at day two, I would say Portress. Mm. Every, every day of the week. And, and as well, I don't necessarily think it's a coincidence that the midfield got ran all over the moment you take Josh Campbell out of it. Can I, can I just say, though, like, see, see if you've not got a right-back and you've maybe got a few centre-halves, why not just play three-five-two to accommodate them? I know it's not everyone's favourite formation, but you need to accommodate what you've got available. Must sometimes, eh? Of course, but I don't know. If I, I, yeah, I just don't understand. He goes on about football IQ and every week, and, and he's got absolutely zero of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, couple of questions here uh, around about the potential incoming director of football. Um, so I'll ask them at the same time. So Jeff, Jeff Ashton, why do we think a director of football will be the silver bullet to many of the current ills at Hibs? Recruitment of players in the last two managers are hardly ringing endorsements that this is a decision they'll get right. I hope we do, obviously, but I'm not hopeful. And then the other one was Greavesy. Um, and this is actually a second point he's made, I think. Um, also strange that Ron has said nothing on the director of football role, all coming from Ben Ken. So surely having such a, such a strong window as Ron put it in the summer, he would have wanted to say a few words on it. Um, is, are we all putting too much weight into the potential incoming director of football? Like Jeff says, considering how much of a, on the face of it, arse they've made of the last few appointments at the club in these sort of positions, manager-wise? I think, I think we're just been... looking for a bit of hope, to be honest. Anything yeah. will cling on to anything at the moment, the way it's been going. Look, the director of football is not going to win you games of football, is it? You know, the director of football is not going to score 20 goals a season, but what it is there to do is provide stability and, and actual football knowledge. Because a longer-term thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, the people we've got in the club at the moment at making these decisions have got no football acumen at all. So <laughs> that's why the director of the football comes in, to provide more football understanding and, and 
that's why it's important because we've we've got business people looking to make football decisions, and ultimately that's been the downfall for however long. And and like I'm hopeful that it'll be a good appointment. I think you've always got to give people a chance. You know, whoever it is, you've got to give them a chance in that role and and see how they perform. And you know, hopefully, hopefully they get it right. They've not really got a lot right recently, yeah. but hopefully they get this right and you know we can just start moving forward as as a proper football team and football department. Yeah, how is it? Like if, you, if you look at the things that um, Hibs have done off the park, like in terms of the hospitality and stuff, in terms of like growing commercially, the club has done some really good things, but obviously we're football fans, we want results on the pitch first and foremost. So um, they've not got every decision wrong, they've just got what, as football fans we feel are the important decisions wrong. Um, but my main thing with this director of football is they should not be asking Lee Johnson for recommendations because that will just give him an extra comfort blanket at the club. It needs to be them headhunting someone that they know knows the Scottish game is first and foremost most important. Every, every season, um, dating back in the 21st century, we've done well, we've recruited well and with people that have done well in the Scottish game. Like when we take gambles on players, like see the likes of Melkerson, if he comes in, when he's one project and we've signed like five solid players at an old Scottish game, that would have been a fine signing. Signing Melkerson is a marquee signing when you've got some clown from the MLS as your second marquee signing. It's bad, bad roads ahead. So they need to get someone in that knows the Scottish game or bring in Scottish-focused players and we can actually start being a stable football club again. Because like, if you look at the difference of hearts, they were just signing players for fun. They got a director of football and he, got, he gutted the club and he got in like a squad of 20 solid players. And now look at the state of them compared to us. We just need someone, as Greg says, that knows football and can very simply get rid of shit players and bring in good players. It's not that hard. Because from what we've been told, Lee Johnson, some of the players he's suggested we bring in were the likes of Tavares and Bojang. Like, <laughs> we need these, we need that joker out our club and we need someone in that knows Scottish football. It is that simple. And if Ron yeah. Gordon, Ian Gordon and whoever doesn't get it right, they can all fuck off. Do you know what I thought was quite interesting is that he mentions Bojang and Lee Johnson. He says, "Oh, you know, we're looking at maybe tap into that market, but what we can't do is start taking risks on players." Like I get ultimately every player has a risk factor, but you can't just pluck someone from Africa and think, "Oh, we'll bring him in. He'll be good for us." You know, if it's a project, it's a project. It's not a you know, you probably don't bring them in as a first team player. You see how they want how they develop in the youth team or whatever. But what he was want to do was just try and open up that market when really it's probably a very complex market to get in. Yeah. He, I just some of his decisions leave you flabbergasted at times. But it's one of the things being... I don't know, just like you don't know what influence Johnson's having over it. Like obviously he has spoke about how how he attracted him and all that, but given some of his post game stuff, he could be saying anything, couldn't he? Just you know, like saying the right words to see what people hear. Ryan, I would like to get your thoughts on this one because the director of football stuff's quite at the forefront of everyone's mind now. I think. Um. Yeah. So I would be very inclined to kind of agree with some of the points that Jeff made in terms of the people recruitment so far at the club when it comes to management, um, and obviously. Gordon brought in Ben Kensel, who's a bit of a joker himself. Um, obviously, Harry touched on the commercial side of the club. I think it was up about 400%. And then we got rid of the guy that was responsible for that. So when it comes to, you know, retaining staff and even recruiting staff, uh, what have we got in terms of track record to trust that they'll get this one right? Um, and then the flip side of that is, it probably is a bit of hope that we're all kind of clinging on to, to think that it will sort out the problems. And that, that is exactly what we're hoping for. We're hoping this person comes in, gives stability, provides that bit of football now that is completely lacking at the minute. Uh, obviously, Ben Kensel's kind of running everything, and I think he's taking a lot of advice from Lee Johnson by the sounds of it. Who knows fuck all as well. Um, especially in the game up here. I think he just swanned up here thinking it would be easy. He kind of has that attitude. But um, we, that's why it's important as somebody that knows what the game's like up here, uh, knows the basis of what a player needs to be, the profile of a player, um, I suppose that's why I thought John Park would have been good because of his history in the game, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen with some of the names that have been bandied about. Yeah. Oh, look, I think for me as well, like, 
Jesse's like, why do we think it'll be the silver bullet? I think it's more just we're all ha- also there's an element of happiness that they've not just buried their head in the sand, they've accepted they, they have sort of put their hands up, we've got it wrong, yeah. we're looking to make a change. But look, uh, unfortunately the questions haven't all been all that positive this evening. So um, yeah, can I just say as well, sorry, let's get it right. If, if this manager is a failure, then people at the club should be losing their job rather than the manager. Ultimately, the people recruiting the manager, because that's twice in a row it's been it's been miles off it. Possibly. You can't be that far off at a club like Hibernian. Like you can. You could so, probably argue that that has already been taken out of their remit when this director of football comes in, though, right? Well, is that, them just, is that them bringing up a person in to sort of hide away in the background? Uh, uh, the director of football... That, that's kind of what it seems, is that they'll bring the director of football and they'll put him in the firing line and just hide behind him. Well, I think for me, the director of football will come in and it should take... And if the director of football does his job, then we shouldn't really be hearing someone like Ben Kensel's name all that often. And I don't... Well, ben Kensel lost that. a mouth off, so I think we will be hearing his name because that's <laughs> what he is, is a mouth. Every week he says silly stuff to people at, um, to people in like the hospitality and that. Every week he says Aye. stupid stuff. I mean, the, the yeah. stuff I heard at the weekend was miles off it. I mean, his eyes must be painted on, so... You know, I just think well, if he, if he's going to continue mouthing off, then you're going to be talking about him anyway. So, hey, right, let's move on from that. Uh, right, Tony Swanson, dead simple one. What's the formation and team going to be? Sorry, couldn't resist Tony. That's no went down because Liam's not here. Team wise, <laughs> honestly, we're not even going to get into that because fuck knows. What <clears> at that point, right, uh, Sean, am I the only one that thinks Melkerson move might do him good? I know it's against what's been said. Uh, I think we all think it might be good. You know, for him personally, it probably will. I think it's a good move for him. Uh, I got a bit of sort of folk reply to my tweet, but I said it's a good move for him. Like I think his agent's done well to get that for him. Would it be controversial if I said I'd be happier with the fee rather than having him back in the summer? I'd be all out of that, mate. Aye, that, that's best case for me. Best case for me is that we get a seven-figure fee. Aye. And, and I'll put that out there. Seven-figure fee, mate. What are we investing it in, though? Well, it hopefully the bad end People no, but people go on about, oh, you know, good, good to get the money in, but look at us previously. What have we actually invested in? I understand that, but if I think if he's not good enough, then he's surely getting some kind of recoup on the money he's spent on the supporter. Yeah. Right. To bring Sean, in somebody else that's not good enough. Sean's next question, I think we answered this a couple of weeks ago from someone else, potentially. If you were to bring back one old player into the current team, who would it be and why? Did we do... Was it maybe when we were doing our all-time 11s, we said, which one would you bring in? For me, you'd be need to be looking at a centre back right now. Frank Sozzi. Frank Sozzi is easy. Martin uh, Scott back because he's most likely to not manager. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> one player, you were a bit out there with your team uh, when we done it in the World Cup, so let's see. He's going to say Matty Jack. No, I was just uh, well. To be fair, Matty Jack. I maybe <laughs> sent no and Ken out on them. We'll just bring Matty Jack back. <laughs> um, I should put a foot in. <laughs> right, um, right. A few questions here are coming on to Lee Johnson. So, Greg, just like let all the questions flow, and then you can just let loose, right? Nah. <laughs> right, Dave Thompson. Does Lee Johnson have a picture, a football picture on the wall, and a bundle of darts with players' names on them, or is that is that, or is he trying <laughs> to get sacked? Uh, Jack Kelly. If we lose the derby, do you think Lee Johnson gets the sack? In brackets, not what you want, but I think. Um, he also asked, "How was your birthday, Harry?" So. I know Jack's uh, enjoys listening to you talk a lot of shite. Uh, Junior, what would be your 11 for Sunday and what do you think Lee Johnson will go with? Uh, and then Greavesy was first or second question of the day. Um, is Lee Johnson still on the verge of the sack? Oh, sorry, really? is the lack of signings despite a few hours due to Lee Johnson still on the verge of the sack? Ron not back and Lee Johnson as he's complained to Ben Kensel. Then the board have backed the decision to go back to a system we had in Ben Ron slash Ian's plans. So uh, Lee Johnson, is he anything to do with the lack of signings and then is his job still at risk, especially as we look forward to this derby on Sunday? Um, no, because we have a, a recruitment team that signs players. So we um, just need to stop taking the post notes to the manager and just sign players that, that we think would be good. I don't think it makes a difference if he's there or not. But then, are you not signing players because there'll be another manager with players who didn't actually want, you know, who actually knows what's going on at the football club? Somebody needs to come out and tell us. A few more questions just about Lee Johnson as well. Uh, Hibby tweets, 
Are the Gordons only going to hire dwarfs as managers? <laughs> Dave Graham, do we think any other SPL managers have their own face as their WhatsApp background? <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as SPL, Dave God. Um I think I and that's us, that's the lot for uh, Lee Johnson. Harry is is this weekend huge for Lee Johnson? You know, if he wins, does it you know you're, you're if he wins, then you're three unbeaten, two wins, a draw. If it goes the other way, is he potentially out the door? Just um, for me, I don't think he will be. I think if he was going to get sacked, it happened a long time ago, and I think he's here unless things get really bad. You know that we always do um, constructive criticism whilst live on the pod. You would never please ask unrelated questions like that again, because there's about 12 different topics to answer at once. I just went uh, all for I, Lee appreciate, I appreciate you just going to be one there. Um, in my opinion... Um, if 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 we get beat badly, then the the board have no choice but to sack him. Um, the morale will be at an all time low. At, by the looks of ticket sales, it's not even going to sell out if that's not a sign to the board that he needs to go. I don't know what is. Um, I I'm not a big fan of the phrase papering over the cracks. I think it's lazy, but um, I'm going to be lazy and this bit papered over the cracks. Uh, that is one of the worst performances Hibs have put in in many many years. And it was the team selection that was responsible for that. Because um, the thing is, like recruitment, to be fair, is, it's not been great. But I'm not going to have anybody tell me that this this current squad should be any less than fifth in the league. Because it absolutely should not. This this team should not be potentially getting pulled into a relegation battle. It's not they're not bad. in a relegation battle. No, we're, we're not. We're not. But we, right. we lose two games. It's, it's that tight at the moment. We were 10 points ahead of Ross County. Uh, no, I'm not saying instant right. relegation, but I'm talking about the playoff spot. If if we if we lost that game and Kamarnik, I know it's a game in hand, but they win that game in hand. What are we like? Four points above them. I just think if you're ta- I think if you're talking about we could be in a relegation battle, then you've got to the same extent say, well, we've not lost in two games, so we could finish fourth. But absolutely not, because you look at the performances. I mean, look at the way, but look at the way the rest of the league. Look at the way that Look at the way the rest of the league are performing. And again, though, I've I've seen it a lot saying. And I said that actually, oh fuck, where would it be with Kevin Nisbet? But you could you could argue to the same extent, where would we be if Nisbet had been available all year and Martin Boyle was still available? I don't think it's fair to say if it wasn't for him, we'd be fucked. Well, as he really? said in his post match in his and as Nisbet said in his post match interview, he's paid to score goals. Like he and that was the player himself that said it. I, I don't know if it's fair to say. Because see, see the thing is, the, the problem for me with these performances, the reason that we scored those goals wasn't something that we worked on in the training ground. That was Kevin Nisbet creating goals out of nothing. Kevin Nisbet got the weekend, for sure. Down, and two, he two, two, made two, something weekend. out of that. We, we're not creating chances. I don't know what the fuck we're working on because we're not defending them either. And honestly, like we'll, we'll touch on it probably later, but see that first goal? Fuck me. What are they working on in training? Like, McGinnis and Newell don't know how to market fronts. What that's amateur stuff. Oh, it's it is basic, like basic level football, and I don't know what the manager's doing. I'm look, I'm sorry. I'm like, as, as me, I, I try and be as positive as possible about people related to him. But that manager has done fuck all to show that he one deserved the job in the first place because he's done fuck all in his managerial career, and two since joining, he's done fuck all to show that he deserves to stay. He can't as, um, win big games. He can't perform in the cup which is going to prove on fucking Sunday, and we're going to be mid-table for as long as he's manager. There's nothing as, um, positive about Lee Johnson. As Kyle McGinnis on the runner on the manager. Pardon? As Kyle McGinnis oh. tracking the runner on the manager, though. Uh, but, uh, no, because it's either Kyle McGinnis has passed him on to Newell, and Newell's not noticed, because McGinnis is going to take the other player. McGinnis just needs to go with him. Just t- take ownership and go with the player that's running. If you're marking players in a two like that, there should be communication between the two players over who takes who. That's not just McGinnis. It's not just Newell. It's both of them. They don't know what no, they're I doing. I don't necessarily think that's on the manager. That's basically... How's it not? Basic tactics. Of course it's on the manager. Mate, I've played fives with Greg and he hounds you if you didn't track your run out. They need a fucking manager to tell me that. You know what I mean? No, like, but if, basics, on, on a football like... pitch, because like, these guys are not training like once a week. They're training four times a week. Defending set pieces, including throw-ins, will come up. In those situations, that situation will come up in training and they should know what to do. To be fair, that's that's not on the manager. That's that's lazy for the for the. Harry's trying his it's... best to dispel the happy clapper 
Ever since he's been labelled that he's nah, I just don't think it's I don't think it's on the manager. I I'll, I'll blame the manager for a lot of things, but that's not on him. That's uh, that's laziness from your know, midfielders not picking up runners that does my boxing, you know. You don't even need to tackle him. Just be annoying. Get in the way. Just stop stop any pass unless he's going back the way. Just just stop him. Stand in front of him. It, it, it's so lazy that Joe Newell, at 29 years old, who's played at numerous levels of the game in, in England and, and in Scotland, and he, he can't track a runner. It's laziness, and, and do you know what? It's, it's purely down to determination. He, he's obviously he, he's not aggressive enough and interacting as runner. Very well, again, this is the exact same. There is no excuse for it. it ba- basic stuff is tracking your runner, and that's not on the manager. Do you know, do you know I blame the manager for the fact that we don't play a proper system. Right. I don't know what we're trying to do on the football pitch, and the tactics are wild, and he puts right. players in the wrong position. But tracking your runner. Do you know? Do you know what goal? Do you know I would absolutely pin the second goal on the manager. Stevenson should do better throughout there, but Stevenson was exposed all game, and at no point did they address it. No point. You know, Rocky loses it to Fletcher on the second goal, but and then Stevenson has to come in tight with. I can't mind who it was, but Harks is then just you know he's got all the space in the world, and I don't know if that's. If if the instruction was for Ellie Yuan to get back in and help, that's just not going to happen. We've seen it all year. You know, maybe he'll do. Maybe he'll trap back once or twice a game. But other than that, you know, he, he's useless in terms of in our own third. Um, and for me, that goal, you can entirely blame that on the system. Dundee United had assist, played a back five, and the front three just pressed. The front three just stayed high. We couldn't get it. You know, we couldn't play it because they just it wasn't even a press. It was just they were just there. Like Greg says, they were just making it difficult. They didn't have to do much. So that's do, do you know something? Dundee United won't have an easier game all season than that. We we were we were so far off it. And and whether that's the system or, or the willingness of it, as we've already spoke about, the the basics of the game are go and try and be competitive and I just felt like we weren't doing that in the first half at all second half we maybe picked up a bit but I felt like we just weren't getting enough balls in the box the quality wasn't there in the final third and ultimately I don't even think we deserved a draw I thought we we deserved to get beat on Saturday and we're lucky we got a draw felt like a defeat anyway man I think I think I said to Ryan going to the car I was like do you know if if you were a complete neutral, you'd maybe argue that Hibs maybe did deserve a point. But we had all the ball in the second half, but we never really done anything with it. You know, like you know, we never really done anything of it at all. Look, we we're, we're getting a bit lost here of the questions and stuff, but so let's just move on to a new subject. And I'm gonna sort of wrap this all up into one. Sorry if we didn't get into your topic if you've sent something in for us. But moving on towards the derby, um, we've had quite a few different questions in around that. Um, let's. I'll just quickly run through some of them. All right. So, are the gardens? Oh, eh, no, that's the wrong one. Are, it was whatever. Will Ron Gordon ever hear sunshine on leaf after a derby win? Uh, how do we stop Snodgrass controlling the midfield? How do we get the ball in this bit? A little bit on ticket sales as well. So you know, loads of different stuff about the derby that's come in, and a load of other stuff. Brian, do you want to just take it off in terms of the derby, and any talking point that you want to address and take us off? The ticket sales <clears throat> is a bit, I wouldn't say a worry, it's a concern. Um, Ron Gordon stated a few times in the past that especially season ticket sales are a big thing for the club uh, and for his ownership tenure. Season ticket sales have been okay the last two years, but given the, the lack of ticket sales for this derby, does that show the intent for, for going forward in terms of ticket sales and season tickets? Is that down to the manager? If it is, I think he would be inclined to pull the trigger. Um, because it's a massive thing in terms of income for him. Um, uh, the, the Snodgrass one there is quite interesting because we had uh, three in the midfield at Tynecastle and Snodgrass had so much space around about him. That's purely down to personal discipline, personal pride, and then a percentage of that is uh, the system that they're playing in. So that, that, that could be on the manager. If that's not addressed, that I would blame purely on the manager. I think looking back, Greg, to the team that played at Tencastle, I'm expecting something entirely different this weekend. Obviously, Joe Newell's suspended, Portress is available. 
McGeadian McGinnis obviously came on at half time in that game and I've started every the, the two games since. Um generally we'll see quite a few changes in, compared to Tynecastle. I'd like to hope so, but then again he doesn't really take a lot of ownership for his own tactics and, and whatever. So who knows what we'll see. Um certainly can't see what we've seen on Saturday. That team with one change and you'll go out. Um we need to see a few changes. Made a proper right back at right back for a kickoff. Um, I think it's a case of Cadden or Miller, even though Miller's not played for months. If Cadden's yeah. not played, does Miller need to play? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because you can't, you can't, you can't play Josh Campbell there. Um, I don't think he's a bad football player, um, but he's not a right back. Missed him in the field as well, didn't he? Right what I like about Campbell is he's tenacious and he'll put the foot in and he'll he'll actually look to try. And Get on the ball, even if he's not having a great game, he won't ever hide, which I respect a lot. That there are some players that, that hide. John Yule probably doesn't hide either, but then John Yule does very little with the football um, at times. Saturday it's was. Either. Saturday was prime. John Yule picked up a silly book and then decided to play balls over the top and the goalkeeper's hands what, a lot. So. One assist, though. One assist. No. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's just. Aye. Yeah. Aye, what were you? I'd, 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 actually, I'd actually like to see Mickey D play in the middle as well. He, he's not cut out for playing it wide. I said that last week and he played out wide and I felt like he was more effective at the Park. Um, well, I think against Hearts, you just match them. Um, it's what we probably should have done at Tynecastle. I think you go 3-4-3 three, three, um, and then play quite a fluid system. Um, I think as opposed to fluid in the last month or so of games, we've looked just unorganised. Um, but if you create a system <laughs> in which you play one system when Fine you're on the ball, one system when you're on the ball. that, innit, between fluid and all your other shit. It's true, though, because like sometimes, like I remember in the Championship, we played a very fluid system that you couldn't name a formation, um, and we looked great. But then in the last like six games, um, we've played our... We've we've uh, supposedly played, um. But you know, for me, we, we go three four three. I, I don't I don't know what the personnel is. Um, I, I think you make sure that Porteous, who's a defender, plays in defence. You make sure Campbell, who's a midfielder, plays in midfield. Um, and if there's any doubt, um, you keep Kevin Nisbet up front. Um, just in case Lee Johnson wants some tactical notes, you don't take your good players into their positions. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a tricky one. I think Snodgrass is important to keep tabs on, and I think um. What you got Mackay as well, even though he's a bit been a bit inconsistent this season. I think he's always a threat. Yeah. Um, and then also just get someone to absolutely boot fuck at Shankland. Uh, that is honestly a big big priority because he he doesn't like getting kicked. As soon as he gets bullied, he just shies out of games. So I just give him a big kick early on. I think for me, there's a lot to be said about sort of desire and stuff. And um, I've seen enough from LU and on Saturday to suggest he absolutely should not play. Uh, this weekend, um, we just there was. I think ultimately he was offside, but he could have went in on sorry, what was a 50 50 with the goalkeeper and just absolutely shattered it. And it was just like, I think yeah. the fucking fully standard up to, I don't know what it was like over in the West, Greg, but it just... uh, not good, <laughs> not good right. at all. Um, yeah, I, for me, that's pathetic. You, uh, just what you're scared of. I don't hate the shout that Harry's saying there was sort of 3 4 3. You'd probably be looking to. Uh, Porteous, Rocky, Fisher, Hanlon, you know Fisher, Hanlon. Ultimately, that's you know to to uh, three of the four. And for me, I think that the two of the, the two that would be off of Nisbet for me would be Campbell and McGeady, and then probably Doyle Hayes and sorry, uh, McGeady, uh, McGinnis and McGeady. Sorry, and then uh, Campbell and Jake Doyle Hayes in the middle of the park renewal suspended, and then you're just filling in the blanks there on the left and the right, aren't you? We, that's probably where the unknown comes. Um, would would you be looking at Chabria back in, or is is that ship fully sailed? And you know the two fullback positions right now are just looking like a real, real problem with Cadden's injury and the form of Stevenson and Chabria, aren't they? I um, personally, that's like the worst I've seen Stevenson play. He was he was erratic all over the place, looked a shell of of what he's shown us even this well, season. as well, wasn't he? Totally. Oh, for sure, for sure. But that, that that's a case of taking leadership and, and you know demanding that the player in front of you has to do his work for the team. I mean, Greg's obviously still playing football. Like you, you just don't you let the guys in front of you away with that kind of stuff. Once, twice, there's no a third time. Do you know what I mean? 
he's not happy. But you know, there's got to be a level of discipline and and, and listening and ah, uh, just can't. But he was really exposed. He was exposed. Greg, you've obviously I just that. Uh, I just think that see, see if you're playing that position and you feel like you're exposed, you, you need to be screaming. You need to be making a scene. You need, you need to be making sure that someone hears you and that actually they're alert to it. Because maybe maybe it's purely that they've just not realised that they, you know you're feeling exposed or whatever. But you need to be absolutely going in on it. But I don't know. I just think Stevenson's beyond it now. Um, it's the same with him and Hanlon, right? I'm no Hanlon's biggest fan, everyone knows that, but he's not been replaced. So you're still relying on him to do a job. It's not his fault he's not been replaced. He's asked to do a job. Probably can't do it to the, the same standard, but he's not been replaced. How many left backs has Lewis Stevenson seen off in his time? That's what I, I think, mean. So, I think I've said Stevenson's just, I think you're starting to see average players give him a harder time than what they've ever done. You know, and and I I don't want to get too critical of it for the reason that you say there, Greg, and I still think Stevenson can do that job. But I do think he needs more protection than what he's needed. I think he needs a proper player in front of him. Do you know how Chris Cadden a lot of the time will have Josh Campbell in front of him? Yeah. You know, I I think we we need fucking two Josh Campbells. We need Josh Campbell on the left of midfield and the right of midfield to cover the yeah. really. I think you, I would go as I would almost go as far to say that fullbacks more a worry for me than centre back right now. Genuinely, and what's happening in front of us? We've gone on about the defence all year, but folk can get down the side there so easy. Folk can get uh, through the middle of the midfield so easy. <clears throat> I mean, there does have to be a discussion about just how much the centre backs are exposed. At that, like, look, even just again, Harry, like, like that goal, that first goal, uh, there at the weekend, straight past one of the midfielders in the right hand side of the box, not a challenge in sight. Like, uh, the fullbacks and then the defensive side of the midfielders are just a mess. And I do, I actually feel for the centre backs a little bit. Um, they, they were they were standing ball watching as well, wait for that goal. Um, realistically, I, th- I think uh, you, you, you pose a good point in the sense that, um, the Fullbacks have been terrible, particularly of late. I know the whole season we've kind of had, you know, Cadden uh, sorry's back a bit. Um, it's it's daunting. Um, and you'll get fans out there that will try and tell you David Marshall's part of the problem as well. Like, mate, he was oh, absolutely, um, yeah, uh, he was horrendous on uh, Saturday. But the, the only thing is, though, both, neither of those goals are his fault. At the end of the day, the keeper the keeper's job is to keep the ball at the back of the net. Again, distribution is important, but. Even if you look at the way that we started the game, with Poaches giving the ball to Fletcher straight away and nearly conceding after a minute, like that's burn out him playing out of position, by the way, and I will die on that hill. He's no use to facing his own goal. It's as simple as that. It's too casual, mate, though. It's just too it doesn't even Oh, look. for sure. For sure, I hundred percent. That blind pass facing his own goal. And I would rather have back. one sorry. Go I was gonna say, like, obviously regarding the lineup, I would rather have one player play out of position than two. And we, we had the opportunity to be able to do that by playing three at the back. Instead of having Porty or Sam Campbell out of position, you could just play Campbell right wing back, Porty at centre half. Then you've only one problem. Uh, you, need, you, need to, you, look, you need to adapt the players you've got available, as I've said. If you need yeah. to play three at the back, you need to play three at the back. But you need to adapt. You need to play players in positions where they're comfortable like you won't win games of football. So, um... 100%. Speaking of winning games of football, how do we win this game of football? Is it just get the ball to Kevin Nisbet as quick as possible and hope? Marshall and Nisbet. I think I think you you need to try and play a bit, if I'm honest. You need, you need to be aggressive, you need to track your runners, you just need to do all the basics right. You must also, be saying that on here every week, no? No, well, I'm sick of saying it every week and you know what, when Dundee United scored, the, the, the least surprised person on the ground was me. Um, <laughs> But I, I just think that you need to do the basics right, but also go go and try and take some risks with some risky balls forward, or just just do something to show you a bit of invention because we're, we're so predictable and one dimensional ninety nine percent of the time. I feel so. You know, just just do something a bit out of the ordinary. Go and take the man on and, and whip the ball in or something. Just just do something. But I feel like all the time we just want to go back the way or back into midfield and then we'll play it across and then I will come back the way and then. You know, just just try and take them out on. You know, try try and get forward quick. 
See, you I think need to be inventive and risky, I think, in these games. You can't just be safe all the time. I think uh, Greg's got his spot on. I think um but I, I think we we play not to lose. Um like not not as an overall mentality, but as individuals. I, I think each player goes on there thinking I don't want to make the mistake that'll get the crowd on my back. I think we've got a very scared squad. Um I, I don't want to single players out, but I'll, I'm gonna do it anyway, obviously. Um like you you and Henderson, for example, like every time he's on the pitch, the boy genuinely looks frightened that he's gonna make his next mistake. And I think it's starting to seep into the other players. Um I don't know if I agree with that one. I, I just I don't know. I think I every think, time he gets on the ball, he tries to get off it as soon as possible. I I think Henderson, for all his issues and poor form, I still think he's always available to get the ball and try things. You know, like we talk about. I think nine times out of ten, he tries to do the right thing. I think he tries to be progressive and forward thinking, and just ultimately confidence isn't there. Maybe you know, maybe he just doesn't have the ability to do it. But I I don't know if I I don't think out of all the squad I don't actually think Henderson's one that hides I really don't I I, I don't mean hide as such uh, with Henderson I just I think the way he, I think for example there was one moment where he was down the wing and he was about to get shoulder barged and he literally let the boy take the ball off him mm. and I think at the I think he panicked when he saw Mickey D threw one on one against Motherwell away and he overhit the ball because he was panicked that that was my impression I could be completely off it. Um, but the, the main point I'm trying to make we need to be brave we need to not care about making mistakes we need to actually try and think we're going to beat this these, this team we know how much it means to the fans we're not going to try and not get beat badly because it will make them less annoyed at us we're going to win and make them proud that, like, I, I don't feel that's a mentality at the moment I, I, obviously I'm not in the changing room I don't know what's being told to them but they need to go out there and try and win the game and take the game to them play as if you're favourites don't, don't play as if this teams from the same city as us and they're better than us because that's the way we played at Tynecastle. I think for me and it, there's a lot of shouts for this around where I sit in the stand a lot of people complain that we go backwards too quickly and I, I don't mind you know passing the ball backwards but for me what we've not done a lot this season it feels like we're doing things with no purpose with, with no urgency with no intensity and do you know even for me like see there was a wee five minute spell there against Dundee United before half time they knew, I mean, we were maybe, maybe even injured time, they knew that halftime was coming and all of a sudden it's like they flicked a switch and we, man, we managed to keep Dundee United penned in, we got we got on top of them a little bit, it's like we're doing, when we play with intensity and urgency and you know, like you say, a little bit of chess out, we actually look like an alright football team. But then, think... the moment we can see the goal, the body language and everything, it's, it's, just, it's just urgency for me, urgency, just do everything at a faster pace and with a purpose. And I don't know if that's no plan. I don't know. I absolutely don't mind passing the ball about that, that you keep possession, but maybe passing the ball about by looking to open up the other team, by looking to create space in wee pockets and, and, and look to go forward. All we do is we pass the ball back because I'm not to play the risky ball forward. I'm not what to do that. Ultimately, ends up at Joe Newell and he does it. And and it's goes through the keeper, so people yeah. go on at him. But the amount really, of time we get the ball out to our fullbacks quickly, and there's nobody within fifteen yards of them, it ends up going into Joe Newell, who's got their centre forward or yeah. centre midfielder on his back. And like you say, Greg either has to go back to the centre back or try and turn out and effectively play the Liam Craig and just chip out a line. Could, could, there was one. There was one thing I was saying that really pissed me off. It's when Jake Doyle Hayes got the ball, decided to run seven, eight yards towards the player out wide and then plays the pass. Surely he's got the ability as a professional football player to not run that seven, eight yards and just play the pass out wide. Why, why are you running towards the player to play the pass? Just give him it. Because you're all you're doing is you're running that direction anyway, so just give him it. Let the ball then you can drop break. back and maybe look for it. But I, I don't know what we do. We just... Nobody, nobody wants to play the risky pass because maybe they're scared or they're not confident enough. But for me, also... I'd much rather a player try to do something a little bit different than just I'll just knock it back the way that's easy. We just give it to the centre half so it can be their problem. Uh, I was just going to say I think there's also an element of a complete lack of movement. Uh, 
runners up Freyner, the ball. Yeah. It's I know it's done uh, on Saturday. Dundee United, their movement was night and day in comparison to others. We, we seem to get the ball out to the centre-halves and they were just looking at guys that were static, especially the front three in it. It just resulted in a shelling balls. I, I don't know why players don't have that kind of creativity within their mind just to make a wee five-yard dart somewhere to try and receive the ball. Just try something different, a bit more inventive. Uh, can, I, can I say something? Like, see when McCurdy came on, he was dropping deep. He had an effort against the bar. But he's trying something. You know, he, mm. he's trying to hit shots for range or whatever. He's trying to pop up out wide. He's trying to come deep. Bare minimum stuff, but no one else is doing it. Right. Hey, so, uh, we've just had a really good question coming that we're going to finish up on. So um, before that, let's pick this energy up a little bit. Harry, just how many goals are Hibs winning by on Sunday? I don't want to be negative, guys, but I think we're hitting at least five. At least five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what, what, what is your score prediction, Harry? I'll always predict a win, and ah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say two nil. Yep. Ryan? Like Harry, never predict a loss, so one nil Hibs clean sheet, that'll do donkey. That will do indeed. Greg? I think um, Ryan is still off the glue. Harry uh, <laughs> said, "Do the whole man." <laughs> um, but you made a big thing about the clean sheet. Um, I think it'll be two on Hibs after extra time. Does it go extra time? Does it? Is it oh, replay? I'm sure it's played to finish. Is it no now? Nah, I don't I think, I don't think they do replays. I think it's replays from like a, I think replays get chalked after the maybe quarterfinals onward. In that case, we want a replay. <laughs> Let's all go to tidy. Oh, money Let's get a money spinner. Spin money Oh well, see how I was also told the day it was played to a finish as well, so that's tough information. Um, yeah, Hearts fan? Uh, yeah. Aye, so certainly can't. Um, so, I don't know, 1 1. I was going to say, you wanted to I'm going to go for a commanding 3 1. Oh. 3-1 of the hubs. Fuck knows I don't know where you get why. this stuff from. I honestly yeah, don't know where you just get it. Do you, do you know what the thing is? Like, you're trying yeah, to just... from the game together, eh? So, like, uh, you'll be all happy in the way you're doing and seeing the if, way back. Have you actually forgotten what we've seen on Saturday? Have you just had that bang in the heat? <laughs> right. We're going to finish on this question and I want you to be on your finest form here. Which came Right, came in at the last minute. Stephen Scott, why have all Jambos got small man syndrome? He relates it to reference to the crowd size, if confused, but they're obsessed with being big. They're obsessed with how small we are. Why do they all have small man syndrome? Or women syndrome, of course. Or they syndrome, of course. Or they, or he, him, or they, or whatever, right? We're probably taking a hole there again. Let's move on for that analogy. (laughs) Why the Hearts fans have small Hearts fan syndrome, is what you're saying. Um, well, they won the war, didn't they? I actually don't know, but they make such a big deal of it being the big club, and uh, honestly, I don't get it. Like, has anyone ever take actually disputed the fact the end? Uh, do any Hibs fans actually give a flying fuck? They go on about the derby, like like we can affect it. Like we've been playing every single game, like. Uh, do you know what? Like, I honestly could not give a fuck. And they say it's a fucking stop being like, you know off the back here, eh? Like, oh, look at your I'm, derby deck. That's embarrassing. I've, I've seen a fraction of these games. Like, what do you mean there, bro? But they make such a big deal about it. That, it draw, it's actually that sad that they've got a running score and every time a game's played it gets updated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they must be great fun at parties. I think Liam summed up well. Liam summed up well last season. I think it was, wasn't it? They're just not our type of people. That's so. It's a scarf twirling as well. I really don't get that. <laughs> what do they want to do? Take off like? <laughs> Can I just, I just say? It's, I'm sorry for all the negative people thinking why is Harry so negative tonight. Being honest, I normally look forward to derbies, and I've never felt less like up for a derby in my life. Um and what do you call it? Like, see, normally we'll be having like our podcasts and that, like building up to the big game, but we we literally can't do it. 
Like, there's there's no point this week because it would get we we'd get negative receptions on Twitter if we done like a derby special this week. Like, something needs to change, and we need to bring in players. Hopefully, by the time the derby comes, we've got two fearless bastards that will come into that first eleven and give us a bit of hope. Um, because God knows we fucking need it. Eh? That annoyed me earlier. Like, really annoyed me. What did? I was at work and and his comment about how. There's no point bringing a player in this week. Because I'd just like to say, regardless of what Harry just said, I would never, ever, ever want to be one of them. No, I, I think I think Harry. I didn't say I really... want to be one of them. No, I know, I know. I'm just making that like. Ah, yeah, ever since... However shite we ever are. I'd... Ever since Harry's gone back down the road, he's just been so negative. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, like, but he needs to snap out of it. And the fact he's saying that. Don't say anyone this week because we'll hate them. That the Harry, I'm expecting a full apology later on for that. That oh, really geez, pissed man. me off, and I don't even know why. But I was like, Nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> and then I see Ryan's still... photo in the chat, and I was like, Ah, fuck it, I'm done. I'm I, done are we still recording here, right? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, yeah. mate. Edinburgh Derby weekend uh, is a rather low key build up from us. Uh, after a rather low key performance on Saturday, but look, these it's are the games that kills you. These it are the really games. That, these are the games that can transform your season. Going a wee Scottish Cup run, beat them, pop them out. Couple signings in in the next fifteen days, hopefully. Uh, apologies if we didn't get through your questions. We rambled on for about an hour and fifteen minutes here, I think. Uh, so, aye. Apologies, but Hibs will be back on Sunday. We will be back next Monday regardless. And ultimately, it's up to Hibs for the tone of the show. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.